a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, presented by Alpine Stars and Maxis. Thank you for listening in, as always. Thanks for tuning in. Get it on the Pulpamex app, get it on iTunes, or wherever you get podcasts from. I'm Steve Mathis, of course, and uh, thanks to Fly Racing, flyracing.com, 2019 gear out now. Some real cool, exciting additions coming to fly in the fall as well. You're going to hear about those soon. They got a new mid-level boot, FR5. They have new designs, new gear, new features on their gear as well. So, uh, yeah, I love those guys. And flyracing.com for more. And uh, whether it's Baggett, Osborne, Seven Deuce Deuce, Dylan Merriam, Privateers, Factory Riders alike, they all wear fly, and so should you. Also, too, thanks to Alpine Stars MX. The, uh, they simply protect you. That's what their motto is. Protection is them. Whether it's the uh, a neck brace, whether it's the A1 Chest Pro, the A4 Chest Pro, uh, the Tech 10 boot, benchmark bent, benchmark boot in moto. And I think anybody who's worn them can uh, understand that. Or the Tech 7, which is the boot of choice for myself. If you're a non-booty guy, um, try out the Tech 7s, man. I, 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 uh, I really enjoy them. Also, to Maxis Tires, Maxis.com to learn more. The MXST line is out now, developed by Jeremy McGrath. Grab the whole shot on the competition. Check out Maxis.com, whether it's your mountain bike, and they make killer mountain bike tires, uh, light truck, trailer, SUV. Uh, Maxis is have you covered, and uh, please check out what they've got, the MXST tire. Our own Chris Kiefer reviewed it, and he liked it, everybody. He really did. So, all right. Coming up, Larry Linklago, founder of Metal Militia, along with Brian Deegan. Warning. There are plenty of swears in this podcast. I uh, chose not to bleep them all out. I don't mind some swearing here and there, and uh, that's fine for me. But this one, Larry gets into it, and that's fine. But just warning, if you have a little one, there's swearing in this podcast. Uh, real interesting guy, real fun time to do this. Certainly one of those guys that uh, has made a name for him in, in freestyle uh, on and off the bike over the years. And I try to cover everything with him in the limited time that we had. So uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks to Fly Racing. Maxis, Alpine Stars. All right, now here's Larry. And now, as promised on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, one of the godfathers of freestyle motocross in my eyes. Maybe not the godfather, but certainly a guy that can be considered to be one of the innovators. The Wombat, Larry Linklago. What's up, Larry? How are you, man? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. How about yourself? I'm good. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. I, I got We've been talking... 
probably about a year trying to line this podcast up and trying to do it. And uh, so I did one with uh, your co-founder at Metal Militia, Brian Deegan. And then you hit me up right away. And I was like, oh, shit, Larry's mad. But you're not. You're not mad. <laughs> no, no, I'm not mad at all. And, you know, to say, actually, to the whole uh, godfather of freestyle stuff, you know who was actually the real pioneer? I don't know if you remember way back, but Gordon Ward. That oh, yeah, Go- the, Gordon Ward with the, the hair, dude. To do the, yeah. Yes. Gordon Ward was the first one to do the heel clicker. I remember it in Paris Raceway. Gordon Ward was the one I did doing not the know heel this. clicker like in 19, maybe 1990. I remember Gordon Ward, finish yeah. line jump to Paris, heel oh. clicker. Wow. Me and Metzger were little kids watching. Like, oh, yeah, he wow, was Gordon he was fast, dude. Clicker. He was a fast pro, too. Like He was a great rider, Gordon Ward, and he's yeah, doing he heel clickers. Is. Right, right. He still is, apparently. Yeah, I guess if you go out to uh, Sunday, if you go out to Glen Helen, Gordon Ward out there <laughs> burning laps. Ripping still, it still. To this day, ripping it. Um, yep. Oh, that's cool. That's, uh, that's neat. I didn't know that. Yeah, certainly... I remember you 19, 19, oh, everybody's got a Larry Linklogle memory, but 1997, uh, you did a freestyle show with some supercrosses, I think, 98 or something. I, I remember something about that, and that was early, man, and you, you guys were doing tricks, and I'm like, oh, boy, okay, all right. So, um, yeah. what was that all about? Am I right? Do I remember that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, uh, fuck, man. That was actually, I think... I think that was really the, um, you know, because, uh, let's see, at, at that time we had already kind of, um, the, the the seed had already kind of been planted. So mm-hmm. at that time I want to say that, you know, what was it, like Roy Jansen or Ron Crandall or something, yeah, yeah. whoever those AMA guys were, they kind of wanted to, like, do something, but also, like, you know, put it out to, you know, make it, also show how lame we were you know like <laughs> right like, you know these guys are know, oh my. you know these guys are squid so here it is the halftime show and you know no practice nothing and yeah it was like me clowers and um nathan fletcher who was a pro surfer mm-hmm. you know it's the first time he's ever even been on a super cross track yeah and you know it's like no practice like all right you guys here you go you get to go right after the deal you know and like back then it was like no track prep or nothing right, so it was right. like the, Ruts on the triples and stuff like. All right, go fucking hit the triples and do your do your tricks. And <laughs> Good <stuff."> luck. <laughs> Remember Nathan was just all nervous. They go, "Fuck, dude, we got to drop yeah. in on this parastyle and hit these triples." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so more than anything, that was like one of the one of the things I actually regret fucking having to do. But at the same, yeah, time, no, yeah. Well, I think people forget, Larry, that you. You were once a pretty good motocrosser. Like you were going to try to, you know, fit into the system and be a pro moto guy. And um, you're certainly pretty good at riding dirt bikes. And that was sort of the goal, right, for a long time for you. Uh, yes and no. Well, see, this so this is the thing is I've, I've always loved dirt bikes. And, <clears throat> you know, I, 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 I loved racing. And, you know, uh, like, like funny story, I remember like, like uh, you know, my 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 dad was the one that really wanted okay. to race. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just wanted to ride, you know. So, <laughs> okay. um, and then you know, naturally, it's like I didn't want to be a I didn't want to be a beginner. I didn't want to be a novice, and I didn't want to stay in like the lower classes. So I was like, fuck, I just want to be a pro, or I want to be eighty expert, you know. So whatever it takes mm-hmm. to get to that point, you know, I'm cool. And then, uh, you know, um, when when I was I think, fuck, I think I was maybe like a novice or something. Like McGrath, he was still like. Paris Raceway guy, you know, like kind of unnoticed on his right. Kawasaki, where number one twenty five. Yep. 
and uh, and and like somehow my dad scheduled a like a writing class lesson from him, right? So I like showed up to his little track on my eighty, you know, <laughs> with my dad in the trailer. But, and, and like, uh, I think my dad paid him like a, like a, I think it was like $125 too or something. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I learned anything. I was just like fucking watch Jeremy McGrath ride around. His track. <laughs> I got to roll around it, you know, but I was super butthurt at McGrath after that for fucking ever. Because like, I thought that we were like, like I got to meet him, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, cool. I see him every weekend at Paris and then fuck dude for like the next 10 years. The guy cool guyed me. <laughs> I was like, fuck, man, I was all bummed out. And I was like, kind of like, started like my real hatred towards like pro motocross and all that. But mostly, um, like the most part of racing and all that, you know, uh, I never really, I mean, I had my moments, but, you know, like the the fire for, you know, really going out, I I just minimalized everything, you know what I mean? Like, I do training when I felt like it. If there was something that I really wanted to achieve or mm-hmm. really wanted to do, then, you know, then I would do it. But, you know, at the most part, it was, I fuck, man. I was just so hounded by, by, by my dad, which isn't a bad thing. I love my dad. Yep. You know? and, and, and if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be the person that I am. But, you know, he really, he, he really ground me into that. And, you know, by the time I was old enough to, you know, do things on my own, I was like, fuck, man. I didn't really even care. It was like, just as long as I was able to, go to a national and, you know, make the, make the event and, mm-hmm. you know, get my gas money and food money for whatever it was, 250 bucks, whatever. I mean, yeah. the price, obviously the rates are still the same. So what, 225 bucks, you know, right. 500 bucks, whatever it was, you know, gas was cheaper. You lived in your car, you know, yeah, you yeah. could travel the world. That was, that was the coolest part. But, um, so I never really kind of, kind of pushed past then until, Maybe, uh, maybe the, like the mid nine, I, I don't know, man. I, let's see. I, I started like really starting to get into it, you know, training and all that. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I couldn't really sit in, feel the, like, I just watched the politics of things, you know, and, and guys that were really, really should have had an opportunity. They get, didn't get an opportunity. And then, you know, just uh, the, the the lack of fun, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to have fun, you know, and a lot of the people there weren't, weren't having fun. And it was like, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe, maybe you do good enough to you get some used parts from, you know, buddy Morgan or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, so basically from, from that point, I, I kind of, uh, just, was 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 over and started showing right. up at Supercross and I don't know you know if, if you remember any of this or anything but you know I would uh, it was kind of before they had rules for tech inspection so uh-huh. I'd like have like priests hanging from meat hooks and you know <laughs> syringes drawn on the side of my bikes like just the most fucked up stuff like you know sharpied on my bike and and I wouldn't even I wouldn't even pressure wash the thing so yeah. I was spray painted and all this and you know roll it through tech. And the tech guy, you know, he flips your fucking foot pegs yeah, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, checks them, makes sure all that, like, right, yeah. Yeah, does all that, but, you know, they didn't have nothing. So they'd be so pissed, and, you know, they'd have to roll it through. And uh, <laughs> I remember, uh, you know you know how, like, in racing, you never get the good good parking spot is. Right, like, yeah. You know, unless you're a factory. Yeah, guy. yeah, oh, yeah. And, like, uh, so I was like, fuck, man. You know, and, and like, this was the, the same year that, you know, I, 
uh, I, I'd met Brian and Matt's girl, but uh, I built a supercross track at my house here, and uh, that's where Brian was was training all the mm-hmm. time too. So, so um, you know, thanks to Brian, like me and him, you know, he would actually motivate me to ride. So you know, we'd hammer out motos. Yeah. And that year, I was actually kind of taking shit serious. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, there's no way." You know, I can't. Yeah, because I can't get enough I, power out of. Like I said in my, in, like I said in our podcast, Brian was a full serious racer for a long time. Yeah. Brian was Johnny, oh, yeah. Johnny serious. You know, for 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 a long time. Full blown. Like, yeah. Yeah. He was training. Fucking. You know. He had. You know. Mark Smith with the stopwatch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mark Peters come like you know I had the track built with a little skip loader and shit, and then he had Mark Peters come out and built like a fucking real supercross track. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I remember, so I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like uh, our supercross track's cool and all, but still, you know, it's like uh, back then in the one twenty five class, like unless you're on a factory bike, you're making the triple out of the corner, yeah. you know, or out yep. of a little pack, you know, it's a very select few, maybe three or yeah, four Yeah, absolutely. Everyone. For sure. Yep. So I was like, fuck it, Brian, I'm getting a 175. I met this dude and fucking, you know, <laughs> Rick, Rick Peterson Motorsports. I'm going to get a 175. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so fucking whatever with that deal. But, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, that later on that year was uh i was going on um i'd, I'd gotten sponsored by smp and me and nathan fletcher we uh-huh. decided we were gonna go um we we're gonna go to mount hood but on the way to mount hood we we're gonna you know try and stop and hit a couple hit a couple uh i think we're we're starting off at like and i don't fucking remember but anyway yeah, yeah. somehow we ended up at in washougal and we were late, you know, and fuck, I was really young. <laughs> yeah. He was young, too. And, um, like, back then I could actually smoke weed. I can't smoke weed now. I don't know why. It was like after that trip I could never smoke weed. Like, I hit my head and I never could ever smoke weed again. But um, it was a crazy-ass deal where we seen UFOs, like the whole deal. <laughs> but, uh, look, check this out. So we get to Washougal, and it had just rained. And you know how slippery fucking yeah. the Washougal dirt is. So. Yep. Like, uh, Nathan's driving, like, where's the place to park, you know? And they're, like, telling us, like, you know, go over here, oh, you guys. And I want to say this was 98. I'm pretty sure it was 98. Okay. Anyone that that was at Washougal will remember this. But, um, like, you know how you line up for Washougal? You know, you have to uh, line up going down the hill there? Yeah. Well, so so we went to try and uh, pull up the hill on top of the hill there to – kind of back around yep. and then wound up sliding sideways <laughs> all the way all the way into the staging area. So we were sideways into the staging area. Nathan had a big ass joint that he had just smoked. And Roy Jansen comes running up to the car like, You guys can't smoke or uh, you guys can't park here. Yeah yeah. We're like, You're like we, we slid know? here, man. <laughs> yeah, we slid there and some like the door opens out, it's all cheech and chong down. He's just like so pissed off. He's like, Oh, you guys gotta move. We're like, Fuck, dude, we can't move, you know. Yeah. And so like everyone everyone had to kind of go around us on that and <laughs> like uh <laughs> like we were just there in the staging and fuck man, I wound up whole shotting that that uh that fucking um that that heat. Yeah. I was so happy, you know, going up that, you know, horsepower hill, yeah. The corner. Yeah. And then going up that second hill, I was just like, oh my God, yeah, the 175. I'm loving it. <laughs> I get to the top of the hill and there's this 
fucking seizes up on me. Oh, jeez. So that was pretty much, that was, from then on out, I was just like, fuck it, dude. I just want to have fun. And, you know, so, I'm fucking overworking so hard for nothing. Yeah, no, it is. I agree. Um, so you're seeing Gordon Ward do a hill clicker like you're out of Beaumont or, or Railroad or wherever these places back in the day. And are you noticing like, hey, I can I can get flat. I can do tricks. Are you starting to be like, I, you know, what's going on? I mean, we, we, we know Shane Trittler did a, did a freestyle contest back in the day. Um and at one of his at one of his rounds of little uh, mini stadium that thing that he had. When did you be like I'm I'm doing this? I'm I am going to be a freestyle guy. Well, it was never so much that I'm going to be a freestyle guy, and like that's where things get like like so convoluted and kind mm-hmm. of out of out of order. Was you know, um, and even with with metal militia because you know it at this time it was. I'd met, you know, I'd met surfers and skaters. Mm-hmm. So I'd kind of crossed, and, and I'd never really been into this, you know, area of, you know, kind of a counterculture. Mm-hmm. So, you know, stepping into this, you know, these guys that, you know, like they're professionals, but they're having fun at what they're doing. Yep. And, you know, it's not like, it's not like going out to Beaumont and, you know, getting flat and doing big jumps. Like, fuck, Mickey Diamond, like all these guys have been doing that forever. You know, just yep. no one was recording it. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. until yeah. John Freeman and it wasn't until Dana Nicholson went out there with a camera with Brian, like Brian Manley drugged Dana Nicholson out and was mm-hmm. like, "Look, no, we need to make a motorcycle video like a like a snowboard video." Yeah. But these guys have been been doing that that shit forever. So, like for me, there was never really a freestyle freestyle trend. It was just like, you know what, fuck, uh, you know, I'm, I I just want to go against all the establishment rules yep. and everything and just kind of, you know, do my own thing and, you know, mm-hmm. have fun with my friends and, you know, kind of put out propaganda basically is what, what, what it was, what it was all about. And then, you know, and riding with Metzger, it was just kind of like, you know, Oh, check out, fuck. I saw these guys do this on this, on the bicycle trails behind yeah, my yeah. house. And right. kind of started this little, you know, small, mm-hmm small evolution and then you know one thing led to another next thing thing i know mickey diamond's got fucking uh like since his family was a framer and he was doing framing work Mm he had gotten contacted by like warp tour to do some shit and he was like hey i got these landing ramps you need to test out and they're like literally housing housing trusts where the first like freestyle mobile landing was like okay, uh, how, like housing housing trust that like uh, Mickey had taken off a job site. Oh no way! I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the left side. Mickey, of the house. hey, Mickey's the godfather of free freestyle motocross. <laughs> truly, truly, Mickey. I would say like Mickey right. is like he's like he's the he is the guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's a rad dude. He's a rad dude for for people who don't and know. And still him. to this day, yeah. yep. you know, like, absolutely, like. Like, I mean, he was kind of the first real rebel, too. You know, Motley Crue, just, you know, he was, he, he painted, definitely painted outside the lines. Um, but. So, okay, uh, Brian's talked a little bit about Metal Militia starting up and, uh, and sort of he was going through uh, a thing with pro racing in 98, you know, a year after he won his, his race, he was his supercross race, he wasn't happy and everything else. And um, we've heard sort of his side of starting Metal Militia. What What do you remember about it? What do you remember about starting this iconic company? Well, uh, so like I mean this 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 is the this is the thing. Uh, 
you know, and, and this is where me and Brian really kind of disagree on things yep. is, you know, um, so, so for me and like, uh, you know, obviously like Nathan and trigger gum, like all of us, when, mm-hmm. when we had started the metal militia, you know, Brian was still full-time racer guy, you know, like on, on quitter bike, uh, moto triple X yep. doing that stuff. And like, uh, we were kind of taking the approach of, you know, like, I remember sitting there talking with Nathan, you know, and we're like, uh, you know, well, look, you know, what, what, what are, what, what, what can like, we do? What, right. Right. You know, like what, like, what is, what is the metal militia? It's like, I don't know. Fuck, you know, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but one day it'll, it'll be something. This was in but, your book. You know, I think this was in your book. You, you started, you talked about this a little bit. Oh, you, really? Yeah. You had really no idea what was going, what it was, but you, it sounded Literally. cool. <laughs> Yeah, we're like, you know, let's just make propaganda. It's literally yeah. nothing, but who knows? One day, you know, and if anyone asks us, you know, it's literally like, if anyone asks us, what is the metal militia? It's like, I don't know, but one day it'll be something. <laughs> that was kind of our whole, yeah, yeah. And, and really, and really what it was, was kind of, uh, it was, it was basically, you know, it was, once it started gaining momentum and stuff and, you know, we had started assembling our, our group and getting all of our timing and, you know, and then, you know, like I remember the first time I showed up to, uh, I think it was the Paris Invitational mm-hmm. when like Bill Brecker used to do. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. The suitcase of cash Paris Invitational deal. Well, uh, I remember showing up there like, you know, with, with the whole, you know, like just crazy, uh, you know, Sharpie grab, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, priest getting crucified and then metal militia just all over my stuff. And I remember, uh, cause Deegan was living with uh, Metzger at the time. And I remember those guys were all laughing at me, you know, and no one really wanted to come and hang out with me, you know, because I, you know, I wasn't wearing gear anymore at that time. I just like thrown away the traditional gear and I was like literally on my own trip. Right. And, uh, it wasn't until like a year later that, you know, Brian, Brian, you know, Brian was, I, I, I don't know. Uh, but you know, I believe that he was so upset from, you know, not getting that ride that he had a lot of disdain yeah. towards the in- industry he as did. well as, yep. you know, I, I did from my, from my, you know, childhood of not getting the kudos from Jeremy McGrath. <laughs> right. From M- got, MC you know? uh, rock starring you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> finally, finally someone else had the same disdainment towards the industry uh-huh. as me. And really, you know, the militia is, is it, it was never, it was never supposed to be as big as, as it is. Yeah. Or God. Oh God. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was never supposed to ever get that big. You know. It was really always supposed to, you know, be enough to, you know, not not you know not saying that uh, I I regret it getting that big by any means, but you know really, you know it it was never it was never supposed to get that big. I, I should say and not help out as much as it should have, mm-hmm. you know, being yep. at that level of, of, you know, when, when we were ballooning in, in that, in that area, it's like, you know, there's a lot more, there's a, you know, and that's like, that's where, you know, I get really upset because, you know, a lot of the budget would, would go to, you know, funding Brian's off road and, and things like that. When, you know, really, you know, in hindsight, we should have been, you know, like we should have been helping out, you know, younger kids. And like, that's a lot of the problem I have with, you know, action sports. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of this is, you know, I, I would go into that office and, you know, like 
once we once we licensed, you know, because never, you know, I never want to sell the brand, so you know, I'd never do that. But you know, we licensed it. Yep. And you know, once we licensed it, it's like I was kind of you know, it's bad guy or whatever. So you know, no one was listening to me, but. I'd go in there and I'd talk to these dudes and I'd be like, oh, hey, man, you know, we need to pick it. You know, we need to help these, you know, guys yeah. like Wes Agee and, you know, these guys mm-hmm. are, you know, out doing, you know, phenomenal things. And the backlash that I would get would be like, oh, oh well, no one knows who they are. I'm like, oh, well, no shit. No one knows who they are. That's why we need to help them out. Yeah. And that's, a, that's the whole point of the brand. And like, that was the whole point of the brand. So, you know, um, and it still is to this day, you know, like, um, Anything, you know. I mean, I'm not out to. I'm not out to make a profit on that. On, on that company, the company's done. You know, yeah, more than enough. More than enough for for me and Brian. So you know, at this one, it's just you know, like how how can you know? It it should be helping out helping out the riders, and that's where it it always kind of irks me of. You know, and, and same with like the X Games thing. Like I was talking about. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, they they used their same athletes. Like how long did they use Tony Hawk and like oh, Rocky yeah. Lassie? Not yeah. taking nothing wrong away from those dudes, but how long did they use those guys to you know? Yeah. No wonder like sports start getting stale because you know younger kids are like there's no way that I'll no. ever achieve that. Like how can I? Yeah, and Jamie, then you get people that get pissed. Jamie uh, Jamie Beswick was in the last X Games. Nothing against him, but how old is Jamie Beswick now at this point? <laughs> Dude, seriously, right? Yeah. He's got to be in his, like, mid-40s. I would think so, yeah. Yeah, it was very strange. Then, I'm like, wow, look at him, still there. So. And then, you know, you get uh, you get people that, that are, like, really pissed off at, like, you know, that about, like, Axel Hodges, for mm-hmm. example, you know, because he's getting, getting all the attention or whatever. And it's like, that's not that kid's fault. You yeah. know, like, don't be mad at that kid. Yeah, he's talented. Kid, he's know? talented. He is. Yeah, he's just doing his job. Like, who wouldn't take that? Yep. If you had all that and, like, you know, like, w- w- whether your family's involved in it or whatever, like, who's not going to take that fucking opportunity and be like, oh, no, fucking. Well, oh, you're going to give me I, an unlimited budget or this and that or whatever I, it is. I totally agree with you, but the kid is really talented. He, They're not pushing somebody who has no skills on a motorcycle. Like, the kid is pretty good. So, not not so much racing, but, I mean, skills on the dirt bike. So, I get that. Right. But, but but Larry, they didn't like when you wrote on the frame at X Games. No, no, they <laughs> they, they, they didn't take that. Yeah, well. you you were taking militia back to its roots. That's what you were doing. I mean, you know, I mean, well, that's the thing that that that. Uh, I mean, I've been the same since you know, I've been the same since I was. Let's say let's just let's just say ninety eight. Okay. Everyone likes to or ninety nine. Everyone likes to this is this isn't ninety nine. You can't go to ninety nine. It's not ninety nine. That's cool. <laughs> you know, we gotta Sure. Yeah. It's like I've been that same I've been that same guy. So I got kicked out of X Games and you know, and told that I couldn't come back when Paul Pobley was running it back in I wanna say two thousand one I got black. Oh wow. So, okay. yeah. You know, so this was my first time back. Mm-hmm. You know, my first time back and like, fuck, I didn't know things had changed like that dramatically. I was just in disbelief on why the hell some kid's bike is here that isn't even riding an event. Yeah. You know, like, why is this dude's bike on display and he's doing all the stuff when he's not even riding the event and getting all the all the time? Not that not that I was hating. I was just like, fuck, I'm just going to have some fun. Yeah. I didn't think that it'd be, 
You know, that fucking outrageous of a deal. It's fucking Sharpie. Like, yeah, big deal. Get some, con- get some contact cleaner. Rub it off. <laughs> um, fucking spray it off. So you and Brian don't have any relationship right now? You guys don't have much to do with each other? Or is it cordial? Or how, how is it? how's that? Uh, man. You know, it goes back and forth. It's pretty weird. Okay. It's like, uh, <laughs> the only way that I can explain our relationship. Okay. This is how I can explain our relationship is like, it's having a kid with a chick that you hate. You okay. Know? All right. <laughs> and then, and then having joint custody and having to, you know, yeah, yeah. Do the little switch offs and shit. That's our relationship. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, he, I thought he was, I thought he was on that podcast. I don't know Brian that well. I, you know, I know him a little bit over the years. I thought he was pretty open and honest about things that he regrets, you know, and kind of the way he acted back in the day and everything. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't know if you're that way, Larry. Like, I think you accept that more than he he does. And you're just like, this is how I am. This is how we started. Love it or hate it, I guess, right? Well, yeah, well, see, um, you know, and I mean, that's kind of what, what he, he says. He spells it out in his podcast, you know, with you. He says, you know, that the decline of freestyle motocross is because – guys aren't more like WWF actors. Yeah. And, you know, same with, well, dude, fuck, you know, what like, do you, that's the whole, what do you, do you agree or disagree? What do you think about I that? I disagree. Okay. You know, it's like, well, it's like, not that, you know, I mean, that's, that's the whole problem with things is, you know, people are trying to act like something that they're not, you know? And it's like, there's this, mm-hmm. you know, kind of this, this like rule of, you know, you either have to be a certain way this way or, you know, like I remember being in meetings with that guy, right? Like, um, like, right. Ooh, man, most was really starting to blow up and we're, we're getting like crazy management. At okay. that, like people like wanted to manage us at that time. And so like Bob Dylan's son was one of the, oh, wow. the one, the one like, head light guy. <laughs> like fucking Bob Dylan, yeah. dude, fucking, uh, Jacob, wait, wait. Jacob. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Jesse. One of the okay, two. one of the well, all right. One, one of the two. But uh, anyways, you know, he, so Bob Dylan's son wants to start, wanted to start uh, managing us. I think he did at one point, but um, we're at the Roosevelt Hotel. I mean, this is like, and, and at that time I was like really far off the deep end, you know. I was like, oh boy. I was in like a serious, like uh, mm-hmm. just kind of uh, – taking my licks you know yeah yeah but uh <clears throat> i remember showing up there and uh everyone was dressed in like suits and shit and i was like i was late you know so i wasn't there for the whole dress rehearsal because i would have probably freaked out at that it's like seeing that but like i freaked out when i got there and so i started ripping people's fucking suits and stuff like this is a fucking <laughs> militia ah! so i ripped all my shit and they're like oh fuck you know they're getting so pissed i go oh we rented these suits fuck we're gonna get charged for these suits <laughs> and i thought well fuck this, you know and then i remember hearing brian talking to uh like i think it was um the the guys uh like whoever was like second in charge. Okay. It was this guy Andy something. I don't remember, but he was like, "Oh man, you know, you guys are pretty crazy." And he's like, "Oh yeah, well, you know, it's like it's just all a big act, you know. We're, we're all really not like that because you know we just kind of it's just like WWF, you know, like when you see Hulk Hogan he rips his shirt off. It's just, it's just kind of like yeah, it's all an act." And I remember at that moment I was like, "Oh." Fuck, man. It's no act for me. Like, this is like real life. I'm in this. You know? right, right. Like, this is like real life. This is like 
fuck, man, this is this is, this is like for me, this is my life's work, and like yeah. this is, like guys like Dan Pastor and Sean Highland uh-huh. and you know Bobby Lee and Twitch and all those guys at that time. You know, I mean, like they fucking lived it. Like that wasn't a little character that they're playing. Like they were really those those guys. You know? Yeah. And um. Yeah, I got a little sidetracked there, but uh, yeah, what were we talking about? Uh, well, just 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 the relationship with Brian and and uh, so it's uh, the state of freestyle a little bit is I think Larry though a little bit of it is it's so dangerous now that we're doing double backflips, we're doing front flips, like we're we're so at the edge of people dying that when you don't see that stuff, you just kind of get bored now. You know, like you talk about that heel clicker that Gordon Ward did and how gnarly that was, but that's where I'm at. Like, I, if I don't see a guy almost die or have the potential to die, it's not that exciting. And, I, you know, I'm one of the just a casual guy. I think we've just gone too far with this stuff, in my opinion. You know, I, I well, I, and, and I couldn't agree more, you know, and, and it's, you know, and a lot of that has to do with, you know, just being, uh, you have to throw that at, at, at promoters. Yeah, yeah. And really kind of greedy people, you know, like not, I mean, I, uh, let's just, let's just, okay, we'll, we'll jump back into freestyle, yeah. but let's jump into Supercross really uh-huh. quick, right? Like how long has Supercross been around? And it's had its ups and downs. 1973, you know I, mean? I think it started. So, and and the, the pay has been the same since about, what, 1980? No, no. Truthfully, it raised. Truthfully, it's gone up. Uh, it goes up in every five year cycles, something like that. You know, um, it's gone. It's twelve thousand to win now. It used to be in nineteen ninety two. It was five grand to win. I, I broke this all down in, in a story one time that got the Supercross promoters all pissed off at me. But it has gone up. It's just not. It's not. Okay. Com- it's not commiserate to where it should be, in my opinion, to where the profits are. That's right. so- that's the issue. So, well, this is my issue with it, right, is, you know, you've got, you've got tens of thousands of people coming to an event to watch, you know, racing. I mean, but let's say there's, there's, a, there's a fair percentage that know what's going on. But, you know, let's say, let's just, let's just throw an even number. Let's say 50% doesn't have a clue. On yeah, it doesn't know anybody, really right. Watch. You know, I know when I go to a Supercross, like I hadn't been to a Supercross in years, I had to ask people next to me, who's this guy? Who, who's the guy in front? Dungy. It's like, who the fuck is Dungy? I never heard of that guy in my life. Yep. Or, you know, so, yep. and that's coming from like someone that's been ingrained in the sport. Like, I don't fucking know who these guys yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is I'm paying to go see them. But I also know as coming from that professional riding scene is you also have to pay ride yeah an entry fee and all yep. your expenses and stuff right so that's what doesn't really make sense is how are these people coming to pay to see you when you have to pay to go ride right mm-hmm. that, that i mean yeah. just to me that seems like uh and and i get it you know it's not like uh motocross you know and same with freestyle and any any well freestyle should never have happened you know it's like I think that once that became a competitive thing and it got labeled mm-hmm. freestyle, yeah, yeah, you know, and then it started coming into this, you know, competitive type thing to where, you know, in 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 type of competition where there's not, uh, it's not black and white. Like 
you know, if if uh, who's who's uh, who's one of the uh, let, let's say Tomac, you know, yeah. it's like if Tomac and Chad Reed are battling, you know, Tomac crosses the finish line first. Mm-hmm. Like, he wins. Yeah. He, he wins. Yeah. You know, but uh, and the one once freestyle actually became a let's quote unquote loosely yep. phrased sport. Yep. It really drained the life out of it, and the corruption of that of that was so huge. Like I, I remember being, you know, I I've been there and witnessed this, you know, of it, judges being bought, you know, like yep. it, and it's you can and it's clear as day for people to see in like even best whip, you know, you're like, whoa, fuck, that guy should not have won, not. Not that X game shows all the greatest angles, mm-hmm. you know, like you can, but uh, you know that that type of stuff, like the corruption and and that it made the guys have to, you know, they're like, fuck, there's no way that I can beat this guy because he already has the judges, you know, paid. So the only way that I'm going to be able to mm-hmm. get there is, you know, I have to push it to this next level to be, you know, either yeah. recognized yeah. or noticed yeah. or whatever, whatever it is, and, yeah. Then you got, you know, these promoters that are, you know, you know, finally noticing someone and paying them peanuts and giving them a free hotel room and a, you know, a couple mm-hmm. thousand bucks. And like, here you go, you know, go, go, go do some shows for us. And um, yeah, you know. no, absolutely. Uh, hey, so I'm doing this story on no fear. The, the, remember the clothing line, no fear. And yeah, uh, I'm yeah. doing the, I'm doing this big story on them. And one of the things that the founders told me was uh, Ice-T, the rapper, was showed up on CNN wearing a No Fear hat. And it blew the company open, in a sense. It, it just, everybody wanted to have that hat, and everybody wanted to know what it was, and No Fear was a cool saying and everything else. Was there a moment like that for Militia, for you and Brian, or for you, like where you were like, holy shit, like, this is unbelievable. Was there a moment for you? Uh, you know, I never really got that moment mm-hmm. because the the whole time that the company was blowing up, uh, you know, I was you I were, was kind of fighting, were. trying to yeah, get yeah. back into it. Right, right. Because, you know, there's uh, – and, you know, the, the whole reason that, that uh, I'm so bitter at Brian, it's not – you know, it has nothing to do with – with uh, anything other than the dude fucking broke my heart, you know, as a friend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like way back, you know, like, because, uh, you know, I've, I've, I brought him under under my wing into my friends and, you know, we, we're we building this whole empire together. And then, you know, I got called over to his house one night at, you know, like 12 in the morning with all my friends, you know, all my friends, probably guys from fucking Nebraska. You ain't got no friends from California. <laughs> so, you know, he's like, got all my friends over there. They're all partying and shit. And, uh, he had some like Hollywood lawyer or some shit. It was like right around when militia was like, you know, getting yeah. in the million, million dollars. But, you know, it's like once you're at like three, four five million dollars, everything's still dumping back into the company just to make fulfillment, you know? So you're really not making that much. So, it's like um, we're we're in that stage, but the company was growing, and you know we were all having a good time. And I remember, I, Brian's like, "Hey, come over to this party, this and that." And so we're neighbors, and um, I uh, roll over there, and he's like, "Oh, hey, this is this lawyer. He's this badass lawyer, and there's mm-hmm. some, there's some loopholes in our contract, and 
you know, this and that, or LLC, it's like not going to protect us for, you know, some of this stuff. And blah, blah. I'm like, all right, yeah. And the guy's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you guys are open to so much lawsuits and this and that. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> really? All right. all right, well, you know, fucking, all right, buddy, best friend, yeah. best fucking friend. You know what I mean? Like, if you say it's cool, you know, I'm fucking, you know, like, I came from Temecula when it was, like, really small. Yeah. So it was like, you know, your word really meant something because, if if you ran into any of your old group of friends, you're going to get, you know, run out of gas station or you're going to run out of Target or fucking mobile, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're you in fear of walking around. So I kind of came from that mentality, you know, of like, oh, fuck, you're my neighbor. You know, you're my friend. Yeah, word is bond. So, you know, I took that word and like, oh, yeah, sure. Right on, brother, buddy, yeah. you know, sign so- paper like, oh, right on, you know, wound up doing doing more <clears throat> things that you know of of the yep. party nature and then I, I got a call the next morning like fuck he probably didn't even sleep but <laughs> i got a call like at six in the morning and he was like uh you know he's like uh that's it i don't want to be partners anymore i'm like oh what i was all fucking still halfway zinged out I'm right like, what i don't understand what you're saying he's like, yeah i don't want to be partners i'm like oh fuck well, what are you talking about? I said, well, if we have a million dollars, I don't see why I should have to split half of it with you. I'm like, oh, fuck the money, dude. You know what I mean? Like, what about, like, friendship, dude? Like, you know, all things aside, like, the money, dude, you're breaking my fucking heart right now. You know what I mean? Like, I feel sick. Like, you know, like, that, like my girlfriend just broke up with me. You're breaking my fucking heart. And he's just like, oh, it's like friends and business partners are two different things. And then, so that's where, then that's where, on, yeah, like, that's where I went sideways. And that was the end of it, you know, and from then on, it was kind of, you know, like, yeah. all right, a, well. It's an old story in the industry or in any industry. It's an old story, you know. Um, yeah. Two friends. I, it's two so friends. unfortunate, too, you know. Um, how bad did it, you've, you've talked about this in your book a little bit, and it's still available if you people want to get it, Mind of the Demon, link Larry's book, uh, you can get it on Amazon or, or wherever you get books from these days. Uh, and you spoke a little bit about this in your book. How How bad did it get with substance problems for you? Like how, what was the lowest point you had where you were like, I gotta, I gotta get my shit together. You know, I would say, well, this is the thing is like uh, a lot of people say that, you know, you got to hit rock bottom Mm -hmm. and and all this stuff. And, you know, sobriety for me is a whole totally different, different thing. I've totally, you know, just as I see the industry, I see the same thing with sobriety. And for me, I don't think that I ever hit uh, uh, a, a rock bottom. Okay. You know, like I had a long way to to still go, you know, like there's, you know, like I still have, you know, a lot of friends have died or, you know, they're living in fucking riverbeds here in Temecula or Uh whatever, you know. But um, for me, it was just at at that point of just really, you know, and it's such a cliche, but it's that point of just being sick and tired, you know, like literally spending my whole, my whole day as a nine to five of being a drug addict. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like at first, you know, I started doing, I started doing drugs and this and that and like, you know, like needles and oh, you know, like, oh, you guys are going to snort drugs. Well, I'm going to be more gnarly. I'm going to use needles. Ah, you know, (laughs) so, so gnarly. Right. But it's like, that's like the mentality of just like fucking such, like, it's, it's just so stupid. And then like, I kind of just woke up out of it of like, you know, there's nothing fucking gnarly about being a drug addict. It's like you're actually a, you, you're fucking, you know, like 
you're worthless. You're just a piece of shit. Like, what's so gnarly about being being a scumbag fucking drug addict? There's nothing cool about it. Yep. What is gnarly is, you know, like, because I never touched a drug but before, like, you know, like my whole childhood and all the way up until, you know, yep. going on. And, you know, it's like, fuck, you know, that was like, that was like when I got the most shit done, too. It was when I was away from substances. As soon as I, you know, started messing around with substances, it's, and it's a, like that age old thing of, you know, you, you think that you might do something better. And, you know, instantly when you do things, you know, like mm-hmm. whether it be speed or Adderall, you know what I mean? It's like, all, oh, well, I'm, you know, yeah. you can find a reason to justify for it and that it's making you, you know, this much better, this much more artistic on things. But in reality, you know, like, like we only use like what fucking five percent of whatever it is yeah right (laughs) whatever it is you know like the the human body is capable of of such amazing things and even you know even just as a mid-tier athlete like just even having like an energy drink or something in your system to where you can't get that recovering Uh heart rate you know affects you so your body is like meant to you know be at its gnarliest optimum performance like with nothing you know except for what 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 we have yeah and that was kind of my point of like i i don't want to you know i i just don't want to be a a fucking dope fiend scumbag yeah, yeah. my my whole life you know is is a nine to five and you know like working you know like uh i remember cleaning up too and you know i was working construction i was working on uh building the twin oaks freeway bridge there in okay. uh, vista and uh, I remember I was having to I, I just get up every morning at 4.30, and then we'd get off at 3, come home. And then, you know, I, I felt like, oh, well, you know, I get home at 3, so mm-hmm. I'll be able to ride after that. But, you know, really after a, a full day of swinging a sledgehammer and, you know, s- stacking uh, a soffit, yeah. whatever we had to yeah. do at that time, it was like by the time you got home, you were, you know, you, did, you were drained. I couldn't ride. And so uh, I got to this this one day. I just finally had had enough. Like we had to do a full. We had to do a full day, and then the next day we had to. Like they told us that same day that I said, "All right, go home, get a couple hours, mm-hmm. and then we need you back here at seven o'clock to close the freeways, and then do an all nighter, and then reopen the freeway at you know five in the morning for traffic." And like halfway through that night shift, I was just so dead and so drained and so tired. And, you know, my, my, my friend had given me some Coke. So, you know, to try and keep me up. And mm-hmm. I just really felt like fucking shit at this point. And I remember just going, why the fuck am I doing this? You know, like, yeah. why am I throwing away my, like the yeah. talent, the only talent God gave me, you know, like, or the thing that my dad like ingrained in me, you know, like, why am I, why am I doing something that I, I don't even enjoy doing when I can go out and do something that I do enjoy yeah, doing. Yeah, you, you really love to and do And make it. a yeah. living at doing yeah. it, too. Because yep. at that point, there was, like, demos and jump shows. And, you know, even yeah, if yeah. it was, like, trained to, to race a weekend weekend at Paris, you know, I'm going to make 500 bucks. Whatever it is, yeah. What, what, yeah, right. right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I did a story on Eddie Hicks back in the day, and I was going through cycle news is and your name's a lot in those Paris Glen Helen results in early mid nineties. Like your name's in there racing, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, oh, just, just real quick. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
I think see so that's a that's another thing with the the, the sport of freestyle and like a lot of that stuff is you know in order to be a like in order like all the early guys that were in freestyle and like made that switch like mm-hmm. Clower yeah you know all those guys they all had a racing pedigree yeah you know, they all came from a a professional pedigree so you had to have those you know fundamentals of you know track skill free ride just every as a well-rounded rider you had to have all of those you know mm-hmm. in order to be that and you know nowadays like once the once the ramp was invented yeah you know people were just going circles on that it it really took out you know the you know all the, the racer yeah the, the racer effort. guys yeah for sure for sure you know it, it made it made dudes that can't even ride a track or or even ride sand dunes or you know all all you have to do is learn how to hit the same ramp and the same rpm yeah over and over and then, or, you know the guy the garden glove guy with the double backflips that guy Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. That's like that's like ninety percent of the the uh, freestyle. Yeah. Theme, yeah, you know? yeah. 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 Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars with the Wombat, Larry Linklogle. I think I know how he got his nickname, the Wombat, but I don't want to ask him over the air because I think it's graphic. Just FYI. Listen to this commercial from Race Tech. Save with Pulpamex code if you can. And also, too, so thanks to Fly Racing, Maxis, and Alpine Stars again. Race Tech suspension and engines, people. Pulpamex 18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Race Tech specializing in high performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Race Tech. Guys like the Hep Suzuki team and many more in the pits use Race Tech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulpamex 18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. One thing that you did was long-distance jumping. That's in your resume. And 255-feet long-distance jump. What What the hell is that like, Larry? What is that like? Uh, well, uh, so, so um, fuck, that's, it's actually, you know, it's, it's like one of those things to where you can't really watch. Well, <laughs> I, like you, even with freestyle, like I can't, I can't, like I could never watch it. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't watch practice because then I get psyched out. Oh, really? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I couldn't watch it because you, you know, even like, even in racing, you know, if I, if I, like I could walk the track, but if I sat there and watched practice and saw guys like rolling the triples yeah. and shit, and I'd be like, oh fuck, or like, yeah. like finally go for I it. Can't, I can't do that. I, I can't do that. <laughs> Well, yeah, it starts like you start like mentally like psyching yourself out, like fuck, 
Right. Oh, fuck. Right. I got to hit that thing now. And, oh, man, fucking, oh, shit, Kudrowski just cased that thing? Fuck. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to make that yeah. on the 125. Right. So, you know, like um, with the long distance thing, it was just, you know, not 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 look at, but really just know the have the have the confidence in doing it and just, you know, just turning that switch off of, you know, being able to turn that switch off of full commitment and then no hesitation. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, to be honest with you, like that night, that night, I wish that I had because I was running a stock 250, like geared down yeah like uh i think it was like a 15 15 15 40 40 something it was something crazy Uh like i did get like a mile long run and just even get first gear even bike running but uh like that night was i would say that was probably one of the one of the greatest feelings that i've ever had was you know just um I think I, it was like the longest hang time I've ever had, you know, just yeah. like actual, you know, that feeling of, you know, the gravity or whatever. Like, that's just the best feeling in the world. Like, I want to do that over and over and over again. But unfortunately, I stopped and I looked at the gap and I was like, holy fuck, I just did that. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, done. <laughs> but um, I don't know, doing that, um, you know the the and and then again, you know what I mean. Like uh, you got the energy of the crowd, and you know there's I think there's a like 168 thousand people wow. were there in Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was it was fucking crazy. So you know the energy of that, and then uh, man, yeah, that was just a a wild a wild experience. Yeah, uh, I can imagine. I can imagine, man. Um, and then stunts, you've done stunts. You were in Terminator 2 when you were little? Wow. No. Oh. <laughs> it's on your Wikipedia. No, dude, I don't know who the fuck gets a hold of these Wikipedia. Yeah, things. I don't. I, but you did. You were in, uh, in the movie Triple X with Vin Diesel. Yeah. Yeah. And you, yeah. is that, that story's true about the accident? You got hit with a helicopter blade? Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's true. Dude. Wow. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it was the blade. I heard it was. Okay. All I know is I had a shattered helmet, and they wouldn't release any of the footage. Oh no way! Really? Yeah. No, it was fucking gnarly. Yeah. Like, uh, so <clears throat> I, uh, yeah, it was super gnarly. So, fucking, you know, Hollywood guys, right? And it's like, I'm like telling them, like, oh, all right, just you know, no helmet. You're gonna mess up the <laughs> you know fake face that we have on you. I'm like, fuck you, dude. I'm putting a helmet on for this. <laughs> Like, oh, you're going to mess up the paint. You know, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm putting on a helmet. I don't give a fuck what you say. Like, you want me to test jump a jump I've never done? It's like 90 feet off the back of a pickup truck with a helicopter following me with no fucking helmet? Fuck off. Yeah. Like, oh, so the director comes over and he's like, oh, it's all right, guys. You know, it's like, well, where's the helmet going to touch? And my God, just right here. They're like, oh, all right. Well, we should fix that with makeup and this and that. I'm like, all right, thanks, so. Yeah. To do it, and then the, I'm like, oh fuck, the helicopter guy, he's not gonna follow me. They're like, oh no, he's just watching your speed. I'm uh-huh. like, oh fuck, you can't watch my speed, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm gonna stall out in the air, you know? You you lose speed in the air. I'm like, oh no, he's got You're it. Good. All right, yeah. fucking got it. I'm like, all right, test roll, helmet off. I'm like, oh fuck you, dude. I'm not doing the helmet off until you know we're actually doing the yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, the the real one for camera, all right? 
Yeah. And so uh, we do it, and and I and I hit it, and all of a sudden I see the bubble of that fucking Huey. Like like I'm coming up, and it's coming up. I'm like, oh fuck. And so. Like when you're like over jumping something like into a tree or a power line or something, you know, you're like trying to get underneath the handlebars and yeah, yeah, I hit yeah. and I just, I was trying to get underneath my bars like so low and all of a sudden it was like the loudest screech, like the loudest fucking screech oh. ever. And um, then like one tap, like, you know, when someone like smacks you on the side of the helmet and it, it really pisses you off and like, yeah. fucking motherfucker, don't slap me in the helmet. That really fucking rung my bell. So it was like a little, like a quick little slap in the helmet, but it was like a loud scratching, like going like over me. And it was like, it must've been the hull or something. And then all of a sudden, like a quick little smack. And then it was, bam, like, like, I don't remember anything after that quick slap. And it was like, I well, well I do remember, but like everything went black. And then like, I wake up and I was still in the air. So it was just like, kind of like a flash knockout. Uh-huh. And I was still in the air. And, you know, like, when you get to that point of, um, like, uh, doing anything, like, really gnarly, and it's, like, the place where you love to be, where it's, like, everything's just in that slow motion yep. realm, you know? Like, I love that fucking feeling of, like, you everything's going so fast, but you only have, like, it feels like you have all the time in the world, but really it's just happening. Like, yeah, brain split second. Down yeah. like that, right? So, like, uh, all of a sudden, like, I, I come back to you, and I'm, and I'm still in the air. I'm like, oh, holy fuck. Like, all right. You know, your your brain starts doing all this stuff real quick. You know, you got to go through all your drills again. Like, boom, first thing is like, all right, where's my landing? Fucking landing. I'm like, fuck, where is my landing? <laughs> I don't even, you know, the landing was gone. And I'm just, like, looking, like, down in this ravine with all these, like, little trees and bushes. And I say, I'm like, where the fuck is my landing? I'm like, all right, well, fuck, this one's going to. Oh, you know, boy. Next yeah. thing is like, oh, all right. Okay, well, I'm landing the flats in these bushes, so, all right, just collapse when I hit and try and roll out of it. So I did that, and then, like, I wake up, and I'm, like, fucking entangled in, in these bushes and all this shit, and and I know I got hit by the helicopter, you know? So, yep. like, it, it, it I'm, like, sitting there, and, um, you know, when you eat shit super gnarly or anything, you, you, everyone does the body check. Yeah, you, yeah, you kind of, like, yeah, you check everything out. This hand. Right. Okay. These, okay. This foot, yep, okay, all right, do I feel anything cold running down me? Is anything wet on my back? I'm like, doing the, like, one by one real slow, like, oh, fuck, am I missing an arm? No, it's there, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, fuck, am I, am, I, am I cut so bad? Nope, don't feel no blood yet. All right, but my helmet was shattered, like, fucking really mangled, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. And so I just hear, like, you know, people, like, marching through the bush, and it's like, People like these ladies, everyone runs out, like people are crying and shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you know? Like, what's fucking wrong with you? And I go, oh my God, we thought your head got cut off because, like, the, the um, fucking, uh, the fiberglass from the helmet, you know, when it, when it got hit from yep. the, uh, from the, the uh, blade? The blade of the, it was the rear rotor blade, too. Okay. They did it as the dude, like, when he hit me, so I hit the hull, right? And then, like, when he, he, like, tried to do a big bottom, like, big pull-out turn. So, yeah. it was, like, that part, and it was, like, the wing or the blade, something in that area Jeez. hit me, and then it just it exploded it. And it was, like, fuck. But, um, yeah. Jeez. Anyways, they're all crying and shit. And the director's like, oh, all right, that's it. Look, I've been in. I, I, he told me his near-death experience when, you know, this and that. 
of him in some hotel that caught on fire and he was like one of five that got out and you know in yeah. China and the whole yeah. building burned down. I was like, oh, he's like, oh, that's it. That's a wrap. I'm like, oh, fuck that. You know what I mean? I, I still, you know, I'm not going to want to do this shit tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, are you sure? I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, fuck. My my knee's pretty fucked down, pretty yeah, fucked yeah. up. But yeah. I'll tell you one thing. Keep that. The worst thing that could possibly happen just happened. So, yeah. you know, pretty fucking. <laughs> can't, get any, can't get any worse than this, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, the odds of getting struck by lightning twice are pretty fucking slim to none so mm-hmm. i was like fuck it let's let's do it again but i go all right and so yeah we nailed that and then the next and then it was like fuck the the next fuck five years is just you know because i it wound up giving me a brain tear that i never yeah. knew i had yeah you know? so went yeah so that was a fucking good time oh boy yeah it's kind of gnarly um do you ride much anymore what do you do how much do you get out if at all Oh, if at all. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. No, yeah. No, I ride at, well, you know, I kind of slowed down on the on the riding again because I uh-huh. fucking hate the four-stroke. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just yeah. hate the four-stroke. <laughs> the engine braking, it's heavy. Yep. It's like, I just don't like the four-stroke. Like, I had to learn to, to ride them, and I fucking hate them. So, um, uh, the, the riding kind of, you know, I mean, I, I learned how to ride the four-stroke, and they suck, but whatever. So I still ride that. But what really got me all fired up was I seen that fucking Nitro Circus quarter pipe, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Holy fuck, man. If I was only 20 years old or <laughs> whatever, right? Yeah. So, um, and I and I knew that it was set up here at, at Paris. So um, seeing that thing just, you know, really got me fucking amped up, you know, and riding and so, mm. so may, maybe it's back on, Larry. Maybe it's back on. Fuck. It's never <laughs> been off. It's never been off, dog. Where nice. have you been? Nice. Um, <laughs> how much do you have to do now, day-to-day, with Militia? Obviously, it's licensed out, and uh, they're running it, and uh, things are things are rolling along. Maybe not quite at its peak, but it's still doing still doing well how much do you have to do with it now how much how many meetings do you get called into how much phone calls do you have to do with it or is it just you're sitting back and, and lighting your money up with uh with hundred dollar bills lighting your cigars up with hundred dollar bills Shit, how much? Dude, i'm more frugal than that you won't catch me fucking <laughs> but but how much of a how much does it take up your time uh well i'm so i'm really involved in in the uh in the militia, you know, yep. like obviously, you know, it's, it's my life. So, you know, um, as far as the, you know, the licensing side of things, eh, that's kind of, you know, I mean, like loosely phrased, I guess, I guess we're li- licensed with, yeah, with yeah. Guy, but fucking, you know, it, uh, so that part you handles know, it's, itself, it's a, and, and that part handles itself, and you're more involved uh, with with riders. And I mean, I'm, that kind of stuff. No, I mean, I'm involved. It's like it's a constant fight. You know what I mean? It's like I got a partner that that uh, doesn't want to let go. That you know doesn't represent it either. You know, and and kind of we see as as he said. You know, we we see we have you know yep. different view of things. Like he wants to go skinny jeans. <laughs> and I want to go fucking camo, you, you know. You want to go baggy o- over the boots? Over the you know boots. What I mean, over the boots. <laughs> yeah. here. Right, right. I'm fucking. 
I'm fucking uh, well, not over the boot. Yeah, like I know. Right. <laughs> I, I wore I, I wore that stuff one time, Larry. It was crazy. Well, so I, did I. Yeah, everyone did, right? Um, yeah, right? yeah. You wonder but, wonder what the hell we were thinking back then. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, fuck. I wonder what the hell some of these guys are thinking with some of this gear they're wearing nowadays. Like, what in the fuck, right? <laughs> some of At it, least, yeah. like, the old Fox gear and JT gear was sick. Even if it was, like, a leopard patch or, wow. or cheetah. Or not, uh, what was it? The Dalmatian print. The Dalmatian print. Oh, that print was sick. JT. That was sick. Right? Yeah. They're Dalmatian print, but they're fucking sick. And same with the Fox, like, leopard. Or yeah. Uh, zebra. Stripes. Zebra. Zebra stripes. Yeah. The Bradshaw one. Yeah. With the pink. Like, the pink and blue. And, like, fuck, dude. Like, those were fucking sick but nowadays you look at the gear and it's like i'm with you well i I feel like some stuff's coming around but some stuff i'm wondering what the hell is going on with the designers you know um and even the gloves remember the gloves like you'd take your gloves off and they'd be like rock hard like yeah Yeah, yeah. you'd have to warm them back up yeah yeah you'd put them on your silencer you put them on your silencer as you're revving your bike up yeah (laughs) um uh, hey, so who's a freestyle guy or two that never got enough credit in your eyes that you were that you were impressed by that you were amazed West, by? Wes Agee. West, Wes Agee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wes Agee is uh, he is uh, a prime example of one of one of uh, I would say the most underrated and un, unnoticed guys that you know there was. And he was, and he was on the militia team as well, which was something that, you know, was really, really frustrating to me. Was you know knowing that we had these these huge budgets and stuff, but they're you know going to you know, fund like the the CEOs, little buggy stuff, and like they're they're trying to jump into this. They thought they were going to take over the the off road world, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, fuck you can't forget our roots, you know, our roots are, are not, you know, cool off road, right on. Yeah. But, you know, let's do it with Seth and his pre-run or something, you know, like, yeah, something it, more. Yeah. Uh, we can tie into right, it. Right. Like something, right. something more like what, what we came from, you know, like, and, and that's real. Seth had his pre-runner back in fucking 98. Mm-hmm. They, they used mash around, so that would that would make sense. But to just jump into these, you know, markets that that we have have no roots in, it's like it, it just didn't make sense when we had you know guys like like Wes Ag that you know were 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 not necessarily a, a competition guy. Mm-hmm. You just know, a, yeah, just clean demo. But yeah, n- not even not even demo, just like all around, like well rounded, like. Not just a ramp guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. He'd go out and hit just just huge stuff out and flipping like like I'd say he was one of the you know pioneers of like actual big flip flip stuff. Yeah. In the in the in the dirt and you know the levels that that guy took it to mm-hmm. and it was just all all in passion you know but I, I really you know I saw I, I just you know I, I watched him you know get 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 picked up by Red Bull and you know right they they, they did one thing with him and, and you, you know were... I think this was this was the end of it for him and you know it really gave me some disdainment towards the energy drink companies because uh they wanted him to do this crazy ass jump in Turkey 
right? And mm-hmm. Turkey's a sketchy ass place as it is, <laughs> right? You know, right? It's fucking, it's it's sketchy. Like right when we get there, it's like, oh fuck, uh, right at the Blue Mosque, ten 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 Germans died from car bomb explosion. And then right. two days later, it's like you know. Another car bomb, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> You're like, it's like car right. bombs are going off everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And uh, to them, it's nothing. You know, I call, hey, you guys want to go check out the Blue Mosque tomorrow? We're like, fuck, wasn't there just a car bomb? Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. no. You're like, oh, I'm yeah, good. Fuck, every day, you know, no big deal. Probably won't be one there for another couple of days, but we're good. But uh, they wanted West. To, well, first they wanted Maddo to do it. And Maddo went out there and he's just like, fuck this. You know what I mean? There's always a – because uh, – well, there's some, uh, what is it, the Baltic Sea or whatever. Okay, right whatever. There. Yeah, I don't even know either. Sure, yeah. Yeah, there's there's like, anyways, there's some water gap. There's, there's some channel there that um, connects uh, Asia to Europe. So there's a, they have, and it's the only ways to get into Turkey or Europe. You have to go over these two bridges. Well, they're building a third bridge, and it wasn't quite um, constructed, so they had a few panels left, and they're like, you know, like Red Bull has okay. the idea. They're like, oh, we want someone to do a long jump, distance jump. Jump the panels, sure, yeah. Flip yeah. over the uh, over the jump from Europe to Asia, or Asia <laughs> to Europe. Right. And uh, so, so we show up out there, and like uh, every fucking day, it was like, you know, thirty mile an hour winds, and then you know, Red Bull pays all this money to, you know, get a uh, like meteorologists or whatever those weather people are called to come out and like literally like, all right, well, it's 6 a.m. is going to be your best window because it's only going to be seven knots of wind. And uh, since uh, there's such a high risk of terrorism or whatever, yeah. like when Wes took his suspension there, they drained all the gas out of his rear shock. Okay, yeah, yeah. So there was no fucking like, yeah. you know, it was just fucking hard as a rock. So, right. Fuck, where can we get like some nitrogen? Whatever they yeah, put nitro- out, nitrogen, nitrogen or whatever. Yeah. And uh, no one could find it, but somebody had a had a stock KTM shock, right? So, so well, we found the stock KTM shock. And Wes is like, oh, fuck, what should I do? It's like, oh, should I just run it fucking stiff in the front and soft in the rear? I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I'll just run it all stock if you're going to. You know, if you have yeah, to yeah. run and, or just run, I don't know, run it all the way soft in the front and stiff in the back with that, trying to figure it out. But uh, anyways, he did a couple, there I called, well, we want to make sure that you can do this jump first. Yeah. He's like, well, what are you talking about? I've done it. You've, I've, I've been practicing for this thing for a month. So I called, nope, we need to set it up. And they've rented out like this huge stadium there mm-hmm. for the Olympics. And they set it up and he uh, does a couple of test jumps at it. And he, he uh, like, overshot one and ate shit. You know, it was a pretty pretty gnarly crash. Uh-huh. And so he got a bit skinned up and, and this and that. And I remember he was, a, he was a bit shook. And I was like, you know, um, you know, like, my whole thing was to be there for him, to not let him get in his head. You know what I mean? Like, all right, dude, look, that that's the worst that's going to happen. You know what I mean? We got it out of the way. Let's, like you your know, helicopter you know stunt. Like your helicopter exactly. stunt, right. You know what I mean? Like, you can't look back on the back of, like, the what ifs. It's like, fuck, we got to go forward. You know, we got a job to do. There's a job we got to do. And, you know, keep that, that uh, you know, positive energy, 
you know, going of like, all right, fucking, yeah, that's one out of the way. You know, you got your bad one out of the way. It's all fucking good. So he's all fired up, you know, ready to do his deal. And, you know, the morning of, we're, we're getting ready, and they're like, oh, well, we're sorry, the uh, the deal's off. I go, what do you mean the deal's off? I was like, oh, fuck, you know, I've been here for two weeks waiting for the weather to be right. Why mm-hmm. are you telling me it's off now? I go, well, we forgot to get the contract for, we got all the permits from the state and the president and this and that, but the bridge is owned by a Japanese company, and we forgot to ask oh. them for their <laughs> permission and they want to charge us, you know, an extra $4 million. So, you know, it's not really worth it to us. So sorry, the jump's off. Sorry about that practice jump. Sorry. Sorry about eating shit and getting worked on the practice jump. It's all good. But hey, fucking you got a free trip out of it. Right. Unless it's like, oh, well, fuck, I didn't come here for a free trip. You know, I came Uh, here because this is my fucking big window. You know, like I want to do something great and I've been training for this. And I call yeah. We'll tell you what, man, maybe we'll work on something else. And and in the future, maybe we can do something for you. But uh, yeah, he's like, oh, well, what about my pay? You know, like I was guaranteed that I thought, yeah, well, you didn't do the stunt. So sorry. He's like, oh, what do you mean I didn't do the stunt? I just did it. I showed you guys. I ate shit doing it. Like, oh, yeah, but that wasn't the bridge. Oh, boy. Just, yeah. And it was just like, and man, I was just like, fuck. Yeah. Um, and I asked him, I go, well, is the engineer getting paid? And I go, yeah. Like, are you getting paid? And I go, yeah. Like, oh, so the guy risking his life isn't getting paid? Oh, yeah. Well, he didn't. Oh, the boy. Con, yeah. You know? And I see that. Uh, I mean, you do a lot of the, the announcing at the outdoors, right? Yeah, I do. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure you see it with what with, with that stuff is, is as well. You mean right? like, I mean, pay? Actually, I, I actually don't get paid. <laughs> I really don't. But I, I know what you mean I, I, in spirit. But, <laughs> you know, you know, what I mean, the guys running around, they're holding. The yeah, the the real. Yeah, they're, they're all getting paid. Yes, they are all getting paid. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So that's just, what I'm saying. Is you're there, you get to see it all firsthand. You know, like yep. the the people that you know that money could be going to the athletes, but it's like. I'll tell you yeah. what. I'll tell you what drives me nuts about the energy drinks in our sport. And Larry, you're not you're not you know deep into it like I am in Supercross and Motocross. You know you uh, you know all about it from your day. But I'll tell you what's crazy in our sport is these teams are sponsored by energy drinks, and that's cool. Thank you guys for sponsoring the team. But what happens is the owners of the team or the managers of the team absolutely sell their souls to these energy drinks that that give them money to the point where they put on substandard riders on the team or they break contracts with teams because the the drink guys want their buddies or they believe in these guys to race and that's the stuff like Deegan is upset about not getting a factory ride and 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 that that's the stuff that drives me nuts right now in our sport it's like if i sponsor something then here's a check I believe in your program. Now run your program the way you want to because I believe in you. And that's but instead, you got and it doesn't happen all the time, but it has happened a dozen times over the years where the energy drinks are like, "Hey man, you have to do this." And these guys just they've sold their soul for money, so they do it. And you're like, "Wow, that that part is a little nutty for me." Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah. I mean, fuck, it's not just in it's not just in, in your sports, it's it's fucking everywhere. Yeah. No, you're right. It is a little bit right. You no, know, like yep. like like but you are right about uh because we were we were a fuck, 
Deegan talked about, you know? We yeah, you guys were on Star, yeah, yeah. Of, of Star Yamaha. And, and, dude, fuck, so, yeah, that's, so, yeah, we didn't see eye to eye on that deal. I want to clarify that one because it's not because I I was I actually was um, I actually was all about the uh, you know wanting to uh, you know get who was like Cooper Webb and Martin yeah, and, and yeah. these dudes like you know like support them support Star Yamaha's whole deal like you know I was about it the thing that I wasn't about was uh, you know the the whole marketing budget was going to. To Deegan and his manager, and then they're paying a small and, portion and of they that, were doing that to, yeah. to, to the team. So I was like, fuck that. You know what I mean? Unless everything goes to the team, then no. You right, know, right. Like, you guys aren't going to, you know, do your little side deal and get your, you know, I think it was like, it was something like, I want to say like three, four hundred grand or something. Yeah. Was for the budget. For the tires and the, and the and militia thing. Yeah. Um, and I was like, fuck, man. But yeah, back to the, the, the sun, your soul shit. Yeah. Fuck, man. It, you know, it's, it happens. Yeah. It, it's sad because, you know, you see these guys too, you know, and it's, it's like, uh, you know, like, and, and I get it, you know, you have to, you have to, no, you have to. No, I mean, I have sponsors. I have to. I listen to them. I have to do things that for them. But it's a, it's a respect thing where you know I, I have to tell them no at different times because I have sponsors of these shows, and that's just the way it goes. And I don't know if there's enough people telling them no, or there's enough people with balls to say I, I'm your title sponsor. Screw you. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the you know that's the thing. And my my dad always my dad always taught me as you know he's like oh. Don't be afraid to say no. You know, sometimes you got to say no, you know, and yeah, like yeah. it is true. You know, if, if you say yes all the time, you, you know, or you're afraid to say no, you're like, yeah, what are you, that, yeah. yeah, what do you, you, you know, sometimes you just have to, you know, like, even if you just kind of feel it, you know, sometimes you feel it like yeah. you get caught in a situation of like, oh, 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 I don't know. My, my stomach's telling me no, but I'm getting pressured into the, like, yeah. Oh, what do I do? You know, it's like, fuck, man. Sometimes you just gotta say no. Yeah. But it it is. It's it's very unfortunate because I I believe because you know, and I see you know I see still see guys that are in 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 your industry actually actually the motocross industry and you know even in the freestyle motocross and in these industries that have no business being in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I'll agree with that. Yeah. They, they never lifted their leg on a bike. They yeah. never put in any dues. They jumped in and their buddy was a buddy of a buddy of, you know, oh, yeah. this person, yeah. that person, the connection. Yeah. And the next thing they're running everything. You uh, know? I had a, like, I had an agent one time ask me what the rules were for pointing out of two fifty supercross. And I'm like, you're an agent. You're asking me. You're what? Like, Oh God, I just laugh, you know? So, um, Hey, before we wrap up here on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Larry Linkloggle. So Kenny Watson's a good friend of mine. He co-hosted my pulp show for a number of years. He was just up here. Do you have a Kenny Watson story? One that's suitable for air? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, actually I do. I do have a Kenny Watson story that's suitable for air. Okay. So uh, let's see. What what year was Hart and Huntington doing the Callis auction? Oh, uh, five, oh, seven? No, 2010. Sorry, 2010. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so, um, like, uh, yeah, so 2010 yeah. is when I decided, like, all right, I'm going to stop riding the two stroke and I want to ride a four stroke. You okay. know what I mean? Yep. So, 
I call up my good friend, Carrie Hart, that, mm-hmm. you know, I fucking I took out in the last chance qualifier at Seattle Supercross, and he's never <laughs> forgiven me for. Nice, <laughs> nice for, job, for nice no job, Larry. Reason, right, like, right. We're like, we're like fucking both in qualifying position, like one and two, right? Yeah. And he like slides out in a rut in front of me, and I totally had the option of like, oh, hop out of the rut and go around him, or fuck, carry hard. I'm just gonna t-bone him, and either I'm gonna go over him, or we're both gonna crash. <laughs> and I took fucking option, option two, option two, yeah, yeah. hard. But uh, anyways, uh, so I called Carrie. I'm like, oh, hey, dude, fucking, I want to get a bike. I know you guys have Hanson and this. And I talked to someone, they're sell- you're selling your bikes. And I called, oh, yeah, no worries, bro. We got fucking, you know, I think it was like Hanson. I think yeah. Hanson told me he's got uh, like a, yeah. a brand new. It was someone. He was like, oh, someone had a brand new bike that they never even touched, right? He's like, oh, dude, they got it. I think like. They asked me if I wanted to sell it for like four grand. I was like, oh, fuck, I'll get that thing. Yeah. So I called up Carrie. I'm like, oh, hey, dude, how, how, how do I get that bike? He's like, oh, no worries, dog. Here, fucking hit up hit up Watson. Yep. I'll tell him that, that you're all good. So I call up Kenny. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, Kenny? Fucking, you know, long time no talk. How you doing, buddy? Congratulations on your sobriety, you know? Because that's, that's good for Kenny. Because, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, we won't get into that. But, um. Anyways, Kenny's like, oh, I'm like, oh, hey, so what's up with that cowie, dude? He's like, oh, oh, well, which one, dude? Fuck, we have a couple. I'm like, oh, he's like, oh, the practice bike? I'm like, no, not the practice bike, the fucking, the fresh one. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, we got it. He's like, oh, you want that thing? I'm like, oh, yeah. He's like, oh, all right, well, um, yeah, it's fucking super trick. Got all this stuff on it, tie everything, this and that. I'm like, oh, sick. And I'm thinking, you know, fucking carry. And so all these dudes told me it's like four or five grand, right? I'm like, oh, sick, dude, I want it. He said, all right, cool. Um, uh, I can come and deliver it to you. I'm like, all right, cool, yeah, right on. He's like, all right, uh, 15 grand. I'm like, 15 grand? He's like, oh, yeah, well, it's tie everything, dude, and it's kit fucking forks. I'm like, fucking Watson, dude, of course, right? Stack <laughs> on an extra 10 Gs. <laughs> but did you get it? No, fuck no, I didn't get it, dude. Ten <laughs> <laughs> G's from fifty, man, fucking Watson, dude. That yep. guy, yeah, that that guy. Did there you, we go. Did Did you ever hear that? No, nah, I don't want to throw Kenny under. No, the bus. I don't throw Kenny under the bus. He's he's not throwing him under the bus, but it's like it's his business. Right, he's, right. He's, there's there's plenty of Kenny stories, but that's the only one that I make that it I've, make it on a quad in Moto Triple X, bro. That's what people remember him from. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Uh, well, Larry, I kept you longer than I said I would, uh, and I apologize for that, but it's great. Oh, man. Great stories great. and good, stuff. Good talking to you. Uh, yeah. Did I miss anything? Anything else you want to get out there? Anything? Fuck, dude, there's always something to get out there, you know what I mean? <laughs> we'll have to do a part two. Think of some stuff. Think of some stories. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll write some shit down. Maybe go live. Let yeah. the ginger dolphin call in. Yeah, we can We can try that for sure. Uh, as as uh, as always, it's it's good to talk to you. And uh, yeah, I remember when you used to race, Larry. That's how far I go back with you. I remember when you used to race, and you were good. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank uh, you for that. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for the time, Fly yeah, Race. Hey, oh. you know what? Uh, before your yeah. commercial, dude. Uh, like you know, like I told you before, like I refuse to do any podcast or anything, but uh-huh. or even any interviews really for anyone. But like you are the most legit. It's like, you know, really holding it down and fucking holding it down and keeping keeping the truth, you know, and hasn't let those fucking 
sponsors and all that, you know, corporate bureaucracy and bullshit get to you. And, you know, I'm yeah, very respectful you. of that. I, I appreciate know, it. Good work. Thanks, know? man. I appreciate it. Of, there's a lot of those underdogs, including myself, you know, that, that really – you know? Well, yeah, no, I, it pisses people. There's some people who really don't like me, but that's okay. I, I, I live, I live, I live my way in the way I do things and it, it works, seems to be working out okay for our listeners and, and our fans of Pulp MX and Racer X stuff and all that. So, uh, as you are, you know, the same way with, with your deal for sure. Um, all right, Larry, thanks, man. Thanks for the time. All right, Mathis. Have a good Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey,